Hi, everyone. Friends, our world is under the power of deception. Uh, people are deceived on the phone when they give their particulars. Uh, there are people scamming, smooth uh, talkers who are taking advantage of uh, uh, the elderly. Uh, Christians, or charlatans rather, uh, are offered high return. There are people who are taking money, taking advantage. There are people who are cheats, swindlers, cons, scammers. Not everyone in our world is trustworthy. You know, Christians can also be deceived with regards to the truth. The Bible says Satan is the deceiver. He deceived Adam and Eve and he continues today to deceive Christians. Our world is under the power of deception. And uh, in that short passage that Bob read to us, the word deception comes up three times. And we are all prone to deception, especially with regards to spiritual matters. In verse 16, we can be deceived into thinking that God is not only the author of good, but also of evil. Come on. He tempts us. Come on. In verse 22, we can be deceived into thinking that it's enough just to listen and accumulate knowledge without putting it into practice. And in verse 26 too, we can be deceived into thinking that Christianity is about what we believe and, and not what we do and say. You know, James is warning against such deceptions and we can avoid these deceptions. Uh, the antidote of these deceptions is trusting the word of God. And friends, there are four ways to keep on the right track to avoid uh, such deceptions. And firstly, attentively listen to the word of God. Let me read to you from James. He chose us to give birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about righteous life that God desires. Friends, the word of God is truth. And truth is what caused us to be born again and to grow in our faith. It's indispensable for our salvation and for our sanctification. That means as we grow to be more like Jesus. It's the word of God that puts us and keeps us on the right track with Jesus. You know, our nat natural tendency is to uh, make premature responses or decisions. We can shoot from the hip without fully knowing the, 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 the full story. We, we can be slow to listen. And friends, can, respectful and attentive listening can harness good relationships with husbands and wives, with parents and child, uh, with uh, workers and bosses, with our neighbours and our friends. And obviously, it can harness good relationships with our Lord Jesus. Friends, when we listen, there is a better opportunity to understand. This discipleship is about listening, under this understanding the word of God. And from there, we will be guided. From there, we will understand his will. You know, when Samuel wanted to know what God wanted to say to him, he said these words, he said, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Martha, if you remember, sat at Jesus' feet to listen to what Jesus wanted to say instead of being busy 
uh, like her sister Mary. Friends, before a sermon, before a Bible reading, before our Bible study, do we pray, speak, Lord? Your servant is listening. Do we put aside the business of the day and sit and listen at Jesus' feet? Learn to listen. It's fundamental to the life and challenges of the Christian faith. You know, we are so much encouraged to speak up. Social media uh, tells us that, you know, we, we give our point of view and too many people want to advertise their own point of view but not everyone wants to listen to what others might have to say. I know it's a cliche. I know it's a cliche. God gave us two ears and one mouth so that we would listen twice as much as we would speak. A true disciple will attentively listen, learn and understand from our Lord Jesus. The second thing we need to do to avoid deception is to humbly accept the word of God. In other words, the word of God needs to absorb our lives. Let me read to you again uh, what James has to say, verse 21 uh, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Friends, we can't be filled with good if we still have bad in us. Our hearts need to be the good soil if we want to see growth in our lives. We need to be repentant. And to be, re be repentant, we need humility. Because you know what? Humility recognises my errors. It recognises my misunderstandings, my sin. Humility gives me the opportunity to make changes in my life. It's getting rid of our old ways and accepting what God wants. You know, sometimes the Word of God can bring us great comfort uh, especially when we're hurting. It can be encouraging. It can be soothing. Sometimes the word of God can bring us discomfort to our lives. And you know what? Sometimes that's the spirit of God working in us, challenging us so that we might be repentant. Uh, you know, over the years I've done many Christianity Explained and, and many people have uh, come away thinking, Oh, I love the idea of being forgiven. I love the idea of having that hope of heaven that, God, that I might have God's presence. But you know what? The big, the, the big thing is they don't want to get rid of their old lifestyle. They don't have the humility to accept they are sinners and that they need to change. A true disciple will humbly accept the word of God and make those necessary changes. The third way to avoid deception is to diligently obey the word of God. We need to obey the word of God. And uh, again, uh, what James was saying there, he says, do not merely listen to the word, do so and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Uh, we all like to look into the mirror, don't we? <laughs> Especially when nobody's looking. And James uses a mirror metaphor for the word of God. Uh, a mirror image has a double message. It tells us what we look like and it tells us what we should be like. In other words, if I look into the mirror and it tells me I've got a dirty face, 
but it's also telling me that I need to wash and clean my face. If I look rough and unshaven like I did a couple of weeks ago, it tells me that I need to have a shave. If my clothes are scruffy, well, it also tells me that I should go get changed into something, into something decent. If I look pale and sickly, then I should put makeup on if I'm a woman or I go to the doctors if I'm sick. That's why the word of God is like a mirror. It shows me what I am, but it also shows me what I should be like. It shows up my sinfulness. It sometimes can bring me discomfort. It also shows me I should be like Jesus. Friends, in verse 25, if we take heed to the perfect law, which is the word of God, which is the gospel of the Lord Jesus, it will bring us freedom. Do you believe it? It will bring us blessing. You know, often people think obedience to the word of God will bring us bondage and uh, a broken heartedness. It's because people don't understand that God is perfectly good and he wants the best for us. Do you believe that? The truth will set you free. God is good. Friends, God only wants us to be freed. He wants us to be blessed. And that's why Jesus says those words in Matthew's Gospel, take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Isn't that a beautiful verse? Jesus wants us to have rest and peace. He wants you to have freedom. He's perfectly good. He wants the very best for us. He wants us to take his yoke do, in other words, do what the Word says because the Word of God is perfectly good for us. And the fourth way to avoid deception is to courageously live the Word of God. Folks, uh, it's okay to hear it, it's okay to listen, but we need to live it out. We need to be obedient to it. Verse uh, 26, If anyone considers himself religious, and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue. He deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. James is saying a true disciple, he uses the word religious, will be seen in how they live. And he, he gives us three examples, uh, three, three ways. He says, firstly, you need to control your tongue. You know, have you got a foul mouth? <laughs> Do you curse a lot? Have you got a tendency to lie or exaggerate? Are you a complaining person, an angry person, backbiting, manipulative, boasting or being sarcastic? You know, James is saying our tongue will be an index to the Spirit of God in our lives. It will be a litmus test on, on, on whether we have self-control or not. If we can control our tongues, we can control our behaviour. Another example, he says, care for the disadvantaged. He talks about orphans and widows. You know, we are so lucky uh, in the Anglican Church that we have Anglicare and they help the disadvantaged. But you know what, folks? We need to support those people also, personally, when a helpless person comes our way, what are we like? Are we like that fellow in the Good Samaritan who crosses the road so that he doesn't help that other person? 
Friends, if we don't care for the needy, James is saying we are all talk and no action. This month we begin, strengthen the house. This month we begin, we want flyers to go out to our community. Why? Because we have a mission to our community. We want to be seen as active so that we can help our community. And in our community, there are many disadvantaged people. And the third thing James says that will be an example that we are committed to the word of God, we will keep ourselves from being polluted by the world's values. Friends, can I say our priority should be the gospel of the Lord Jesus. We are not to please the world. We're on about pleasing Jesus. We should be different from the world. We should be different from our neighbours if they're not Christian. We should be about wanting to grow God's kingdom. And folks, that's why we want to build a new building. So there will, it will be more convenient, more comfortable for the non-Christians because it's the non-Christians that are our priority. We want a safe place for them, for an unsafe message. And by the way, if we had a new building, we would be, we would be having services during this time. Friends, if we want to avoid being deceived, we must hold on to the truth attentively listen, humbly accept the word of God, diligently obey it, and courageously live it out. Let's suppose my, my next birthday, my kids uh, give me a book, and uh, let's just suppose the book is called How to Have a Body Like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Four Weeks in His Prime. That would be a, a good book, wouldn't it, to get? And they say, Dad, we love you. But Dad, you know what? You're getting older. You're getting flabbier around the gut. You're starting to get a double chin. Uh, there are clothes that don't fit you anymore. Dad, this book will change your life because it's changed thousands of other people who have had a weight problem. Dad, this book will keep you strong. It will make you happy. It will be a great blessing. It will make you look good. <laughs> and I say... Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're concerned for my health, for my happiness, for my well-being, that you want me to be blessed. Four weeks go by. I see my kids again. And they say, Dad, what happened? You look the same. Didn't you read the book? And I say, yes, I read the book. It's a great book. It's the best book I've ever read. I love this book. I've even highlighted some of the stuff in the book. I've underlined it in the book. I even study it at night and I memorise it. And they say, Dad, but you're still the same. Folks, do we do that with the Word of God? We can study it. We can memorise it. We can mark our Bibles, do, but do we allow the Bible to mark us? We need to be doers of the word. Otherwise, we're deceived, folks. If the Bible says serve one another, we need to serve. Use your gifts. If the Bible says forgive one another, folks, you need to get on the phone. You need to go see that person and ask for forgiveness. If you need to control your tongue, then you need to do it. No more sarcasm. No more gossiping. If the Bible says don't be conformed, we need to do it. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind as we look at the scriptures. If the Bible says be generous, 
We need to do it. We need to give back to what's God's anyway. Many people believe, but they don't practice what they believe. Friends, if you want to be blessed, James is saying, be doers of the word. My prayer for you today is in the words of James. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Let me pray for us now. Uh, Heavenly Father, we recognise that we have your word in so many avenues, uh, on our phones, uh, on our tablets, uh, uh, in books. And Father, we we also recognise that Uh, We have opportunities to hear your word. But Lord, we also recognise that we we don't always obey it. We don't always do what it says. Father, from this day forward, help us to change. Help us to change. Help us to love your word. Help us to do your word so that we might not be deceived, so that we might be the best followers of you. Jesus, we love you. Help us to love your word in all earnest. And we do pray these things for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Thanks, folks.